0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I want to share something tonight uh, that uh, has been on my heart for a little while, and the title of my message is Fear Not. And it kind of just dovetails perfectly with what Mark was sharing there at the, um, at the offering. You know, we, we, this marks, I guess, two years. I hadn't really thought about that because I'm not a nerd like Mark, but uh, this marks two years uh, of the seats being different. That, that's pretty, pretty a powerful uh, thing because God has been faithful. He's been so good, He's been so true. Hallelujah. And in the middle of, uh, of a pandemic and, and in the middle of craziness in an economy, in the middle uh, of, of turmoil in, in the country, hallelujah, I don't know about you, but I can look around and say, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Hallelujah. And you know, it doesn't matter where you find yourself in, in, in the world. If you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness you'll be insulated from the turmoil that's around. Hallelujah. And so it doesn't really matter what's coming down the line or what, what comes next, you know, whether, you know, we've had COVID and, and then we had this strain and that strain. And then, and then now we got a, a monkey pox, you know, that that's coming out. And, 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 you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, I remember, uh, PG and I talking, right. When, when COVID started happening and things started shifting, I said, I said, I don't think this will be the last of this kind of thing that the enemy tries. So we ought to, we, we, we probably, we were talking, we we're like, we better get used to functioning in the power and the presence and the grace and the word of God in the middle of a crazy environment because see, the enemy, he doesn't, he doesn't want us to fulfill the plan and the purpose of God. He doesn't want you to fulfill the, he doesn't want this church. He doesn't want the body in, in, in general as a, as a universal body. He doesn't want the plan of God going forth. But how many of you know the, the story's already been written. We know the end of the book. Mm. Whoo, glory! You know, you ever? Uh, sometimes when I'm watching um, a movie or something on, on on Netflix and it gets real tense and stressful, you know what? I'll fast forward through through that part and get to the end of it so that I can just sit back and relax and eat my popcorn without stressing out. You know. Because, see, I'm a word guy. I'm used to knowing the end of the story in the middle of the... Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may not be able to fast forward through the end of your situation. We may not be able to fast forward ourselves through a year. But what we can do is have the privilege of knowing what's at the end of the story... And what that the battles already been won and that the circumstances are only lies to try to pressure you to give up on what God's already handed out. He's trying to push and pressure anybody sensed pressure on their lives of the last couple, pressure trying to come to, to your mind, pressure trying to come to maybe your finances, pressure trying to come to your, to your soulless realm. Well, what, what is that? That's fear trying to get in to keep you from enjoying the reality of what God has already done. Glory to God. How many of you know God's not doing anything else? He's already accomplished the work. Glory to God. And we have the opportunity to believe it and receive it and partake of it and walk in it right in the middle of the storm. Hallelujah! Jesus said it like this: that those that that build their life on the word of God, Hallelujah! The storms may come, but they're, they're like an unto a man who built them their house onto a rock. And when the storm came and the winds blew, glory to God! Right in the middle of the storm, they were warm and safe. Glory to God! Probably had a fire going in the fireplace, knowing Hallelujah that the storm was gonna come, but the storm's also gonna go because storms don't last always. But a house that's built on the rock, glory. Glory to God, cannot fall, cannot fail, cannot be moved. Glory to God. I'm just like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Glory to God. And in my season, I'm going to produce. Hallelujah. My leaves aren't going to wither. They're not going to fade. Oh, hallelujah. Because I'm planted by the rivers. Glory to God. And I'm like a tree that's planted. I'm not moving. There's some trees that just blow right over in a storm. But then there's other trees, glory to God, that are planted by the river. Hallelujah. That produce fruit, no matter if there's a drought or not. Glory to God, no matter whether there's there's favorable weather or there's not. The tree that's planted by the water is drawing up out of the waters. Glory to God and producing right in the middle of it all. Right in the middle of it all. I think I'm looking at some trees planted by the waters. amen. So I want to declare to you, fear not in this hour. Fear not in this day. Hallelujah, because the Lord, hallelujah, is with us. Amen. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, if you could. We'll just start here. It says, just in this verse, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whew. Hallelujah. This is the father talking. This is the Lord talking to us. He said, I will help you. I will be with you. You know, the Lord doesn't just come to be with you just to pat you on the back and say, it's going to be okay. It's all right. You will to make it. It's Okay. That's not how the Lord is 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 with with you. And when when the children of Israel heard this and read this, they understood that when God came on the scene, the mountain melted like wax. They understood that when God came on the scene, seas parted. They understood that when God came on the scene, there was tremendous power that was available for movement and for change. And so they knew that just just saying, I am with you. They understood what he was talking about, what kind of power God was going to be with them in. They knew what kind of situation changing mountain moving uh, uh, circumstance shifting power that was that was with them when God came on the scene. And so they weren't just like, well, okay, good. You know, he's going to strengthen me. You know, sometimes you got that friend that calls and says, it's going to be all right. And it does strengthen, you know, and you're like, okay, praise the Lord, you know. But when God says, I'll be there. And he comes in his power. And he comes in his glory and he comes in and the mountains trembling because he's talking to the to to Moses on that's the kind of power that god is uh, it, it comes with whenever he's on the scene with you and so it doesn't really matter what every everybody else is doing or what everybody else is saying when you've got god on your side paul said it like this if god be for us Then who can be against us? Basically saying that if God is for us, then it really doesn't matter what comes against us. Hallelujah. Because he's already made us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. When you got put into Christ Jesus, when you got 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 sealed into the body of Christ, glory to God, you automatically got your more than a conqueror ticket punched. You're not looking to be more than a conqueror. You're not working to be a more than a conqueror. The only thing that you need is the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that you are a more than a conqueror. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you are what the Lord says you are. The, I will see what you need me to see. I'll hear what you have me to hear. I am what the word says I am. Glory to God. You need to open up your mouth and declare the truth of God over your life, over your mind, over your situation, over your circumstances it's time to align our mouths with what the Spirit of God is saying in this hour so that we can be mouthpieces a chosen generation anointed to proclaim the praises of his, pe- of his people God's got something going on that He needs you to speak out in this hour Hallelujah you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood we've got a king we are a royal priesthood and we are anointed to proclaim the praises of, of our Lord You've got an anointing to proclaim. Have you been proclaiming the things that we've been getting taught around here? I'm exhorting. I was exhorting, now rebuking. No. Have you been proclaiming? Did you did you spend a few weeks while Pastor Greg was teaching us on uh, on on God's plan financially money matters where, where you proclaim and then but then it's been a week or so so it's kind of falling out of your mouth. You are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation anointed to proclaim to proclaim when you're proclaiming it's hard for the enemy to talk. When you're proclaiming what the see, God doesn't move onto onto our pastors to bring a subject out and up so that we can be excited for three weeks. Woo, yeah! All right, well that was good. What's next? No, it's a building process. He's emphasizing something so that you can get that part of the foundation, that part of the building. How many of you know? You got to get part of part of uh, the building built before you can build the next part. You can't just go, I'm just going to build the top story today. Oh, it's falling everywhere. Why is that? Because I didn't build the foundation. I didn't build the first story. I didn't build the second story. I didn't build the third story. You've got to use this to build what's going what the spirit of God is emphasizing in your local church. I said, you've got to use this to build what God is emphasizing for you in the local church. There's pastures. Not pastors, but our pastors bring us to pastures that we need to feed on. The Bible says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Feed isn't a taste test. Y'all knew I was going to get there. (laughs) Feed isn't a taste test. You know, we're going to graduation parties and and some, you know, some want you to feed and some of you want, want to taste depending on the time of day and what's there, you know? But, but a taste test is not what God's talking about. He's not talking about sample, my faithfulness. He said, feed. How many of y'all know, know about cows? Brother John, I know about cows. <laughs> I've got the mic, so I get to pick this time. Uh, but cows... They know how to feed. They plop their head down and they start munching and munching and munching. In fact, I, they have how many stomachs? Four compartments, one stomach, four compartments. And, and that thing goes from one to the next to the next. And then do they spit it back up and eat it some more? They chew on it. They chew on it. God wants me to prosper. God wants me blessed. God has made me to prosper. Everything my hand touches is blessed. Everything that God leads me to prospers when I touch it. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. What are you doing? Spitting it back up, letting it come up out of your heart and chewing on it. Feeding on Come on, think about a cow. He's not worried about what you're doing. He's got his head leaned in. Right between, right between them front legs, he's just leaning in and eating no matter what's going on he's not worried about what you're doing. He's not worried about what, what the economy's doing. He's not worried about, about what came on CNN that night. He's sitting there munching and chewing and feeding on the green grass of the pasture that the farmer led him to glory to God was very similar to us. Amen. We're to, we're to lean in on what God is doing in our local church. See, God has planted you and put you into a place so that there could be a pasture for you to eat in the right season, because, see, there's some seasons where you need to feed on this. And, and, and what if the Holy Ghost used your pastor to feed on a pasture that was going to prepare you for the next season? What if? Just what if the Holy Ghost had that kind of insight? Just stop and imagine it with me. That he would actually have you start feeding on, on truth about the blessing of the Lord. And feeding on, on the truth about being planted in a local church. And he actually wanted you to start meditating on it. Because, see, I read over in Joshua that, that the Lord said, fear not, I'll be with you. Just only do this. Meditate on my word day and night. And if you do, you will make your way prosperous. You think Joshua had a temptation to fear? He was about to take over the man's job. The man—I mean, the man that was on the scene talking to God and and face to face—and and 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 you know the mountain was trembling, and 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 Joshua had the assignment to take over that man's job and to lead the, these these crazy people into into the land where he knew there was giants because he had already seen them with his own eyes. You think he had a temptation to fear, but the Lord said, "Hey, hey, I am with you." Just like he said over here in Isaiah, I'm with you. And he said, but you got to do this. You got to feed. You got to feed. You got to meditate. You got to chew on what I've told you. You got to chew on. Yeah, but you know what? I've already had steak, so I don't want any more steak. Anybody ever said that? You know, that filet mignon, it was good, but I don't ever want that again. No, when it's good, it's easy to feed on. But I will say this, whenever you've got your belly full of chips and ice cream and you had a large fry at McDonald's, when someone brings a filet mignon over and says, hey, I have an extra filet mignon, you're interested, the appetite isn't necessarily there to enjoy it the way you would have. Because you've got a belly full of junk food. But when you're eaten well in your, maybe you, you know, were good and you didn't, you didn't have that fries, you passed on McDonald's. And then all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I want to take you out for a filet mignon. You know, that filet tastes heavenly. Mm, praise the Lord. This is a blessing. Why? Because your appetite is right. You've not filled up on something that, that, that can, can, uh, temporarily fill, but isn't really providing any nutrients well, the Lord has anointed, I, don't know, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but the Lord has anointed our pastors to bring us into filet mignon territory. So be careful about what you're watching on YouTube spiritually, because it's, it might be junk food that ruins your appetite for the filet in the pasture that the Lord has called you to. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, even sometimes the things that we we want to we 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 want to listen to. Well, I don't really want to hear about doing more in the church, so I'm going to listen to old brother so and so this afternoon uh, because that's what I, I that's what I really needed to hear. Was it? Then why didn't call, God call you over to brother so and so's ministry? Because God called you here, He might be using. The pastor to bring you in the pasture that you need for this season. And maybe what brother so-and-so is teaching isn't actually what you need this season. So I'm just saying, be careful. Don't fill up on, on natural junk food, but don't fill up on spiritual junk food. Because, you know, we all have, have that, that one minister. That you're like, oh, yeah, I like to listen to this while I'm vacuuming or whatever. And, and, it, and that can be good. But if the Lord's not leading you to feed on that right now, have some self-control to push away from that junk food table. Because God's not, God's not saying it's on the table. Push away from it. It doesn't mean it's evil or bad. I'm just saying that, that we need to have the appetite for the things God is delivering in the season that we're supposed to be eating it. Keep your appetite right. Keep your appetite right. And it'll help you to dine at the table that the Lord's got spread for you. It'll help you to feast on his faithfulness. It'll help you to feast on the word that God is delivering in this hour. Amen. So, how, how are we are we using our mouths to, to, to say the things that God's saying to us in this local church? Glory to God. Are we using our mouths to declare the blessing of the Lord? Or was that just a, something that, that that interested us and we got excited about it? But we're not letting the roots grow down deep. Because The word can come and you can be excited about it and you'll have roots for a bit, the Lord said. But then if you don't actually meditate on it, chew on it, let the roots grow down deep, then it doesn't actually grow up and produce a harvest in your life. And then you start, like James said, deceiving yourself. Well, this doesn't really work. But it has to work because the word says it does. And then there's examples all around you that are saying, yes, it does work. But have some stick-to-itiveness don't be afraid of commitment where it comes when it comes to the Lord. Don't be afraid of commitment. We're talking about fear not. So here we are. Don't be afraid of of commitment to do what the word says. It's easier to do something else in the natural. But I I know this. The Lord the Lord corrected me probably about seven years ago because I was kind of complaining. Lord, it's 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 harder to do it, the things that that you say, and easy easy to do the other. You know the things that are easy, like watch a little more TV, eat a little more dessert, whatever. You know whatever. You know why is it hard harder and, and easier? And He said, actually, that's a lie you're believing. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. Care to explain more, Father? and he said actually and he and he showed it to me like this you ever ever seen a cartoon where there's a snowball at the top of a hill and you have somebody that rolls it you know bugs bunny is 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 rolling it and you got you know whoever it is running away and the snowball's picking up pace and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's catching up with whoever's running from it and it eventually picks them up and starts, you know, going down the hill and their their legs and feet are sticking out Has anyone ever seen that? Don't act like y'all don't watch cartoons. <laughs> and and the Lord sh- sort of showed it to me. He said it, it's it's like the snowball fake. You think that if if you're doing the things that that come easy in the natural that they're picking up pace. He said, "But When you do the things that are of the spirit, there's actually grace attached to it that causes it to snowball and pick up pace. So much to the fact that when you when you decide to move in that direction and you keep pressing in and you keep pushing that the snowball actually picks up pace and starts carrying you down down the hill. Because there's grace on what God's, God is doing. There's grace on His word. There's grace on His direction. There's grace in, in His, in His plan, in His purpose. And so there's actually grace to, uh, to, to cause us to move forward in the things that we need to move forward in. And, and there is no grace on the devil's side of stuff. It's just easy on the flesh. But how many of you know the Spirit is, is greater than the flesh? And when you start feeding the spirit, hallelujah, the things of the natural start, the, what's the old song? Start growing strangely dim. I always thought that was a weird, weird, uh, uh, phrase, but, but it's true. The, the things of the, of the world start going, going dim. They start going, losing their attraction. Come on, how many can testify that that you spent some time pressing into the spirit and the things of the natural just lose their attraction? The things that used to cause you to fear really lose their attraction for you to even pay attention to them the way that you used to. They don't they don't draw, they don't suck you in like they used to. You're you're able to say, No, that that that's fear trying to operate. I'm willing to ignore that. Hallelujah. Let me read this again Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. (laughs) I love that. For I am your God. I'm not just God; I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Oh, glory to God! It doesn't matter whatever sinking sand is around you. He, when you're in the hand of the Lord and He's upholding you, glory to God. All the sand can sink; everything else can fall. It doesn't matter. Amen. Hallelujah! But praise God. I want to. I want to turn over real quick to uh, Second Timothy. You probably knew I was going there when I said fear not. But let's look at this for a minute. 2 Timothy. When you're there, say praise the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Say, I got genuine faith. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Thank God for generational faith. Hallelujah. We have generational faith in this house. That's why I was just just so stirred when I look around and I see the young people and and the and the and the, and the more aged people and and the middle-aged people and and all of us just together singing in one accord worshiping the Lord, magnifying the Lord. There is a spiritual transaction that is happening in the house when we're doing that. Not only with the father and us, but us together, one with another. There's something that happens, glory to God, when we come together and we're in, in one accord and, and, and different generations are worshiping and magnifying the Lord. Amen. It's something powerful, isn't it? And he said, uh, uh, I'm, I call to remembrance your genuine faith that was in your grandmammy and your mama too. And he says, I per, I am persuaded that it's in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift." Well, if God wants it to be stirred, he'll stir it. That's not what it says. It says, stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of but power and love and a sound mind. The, the uh, complete Jewish Bible says, for this reason, I'm reminding you to fan the flame of God's gift. Fan the flame. Somebody do like this. say fan the flame for the week's translation says, for which cause I uh, am reminding you to keep constantly blazing the gift of God, which is in you. So there's something that's connected about stirring up the gift that's on the inside of you that will actually keep you from fearing. Stirring up the gift. Spending some time stirring up the gift. What am I talking about? Meditating. Feeding on. Dwelling in the land. Feeding on his faithfulness. Glory to God. When you start stirring up the things that God is doing. Fear. The spirit of fear. How many know this? It says the spirit of fear. That means the fearful thoughts that are coming to you. Pastor said something very similar to this on Wednesday night. If you didn't hear the message, go listen to it. It was powerful. And when he said this, it it just went off like a like a a flashbulb in my heart uh, that that the thoughts of fear that are coming to you are not you. They're a spirit trying to attach themselves to you so you can boldly stand and say, I'm not listening to you. But then once you've declared, I'm not listening to you, then there's something else you got to do. You got to stir up the gift that's going on on the inside. You got to stir up the gifts that God's put in your life. If you've got a gift for, for business and gift for going, going uh, uh, making money, you got to stir that thing up or it's going to lie dormant. If you've got a gift in the music department, you've got to stir up that gift or it's going to go dormant. If you've got a gift to serve with children, you've got to stir that thing up or it'll go dormant. But when you're stirring it up and you're going after it, glory to God, fear starts falling off by the wayside. Fear not, hallelujah, for I'm with you. I am your God and I am with you and I am for you. I am upholding you. If you'll take care of my business, I'll take care of your business. Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and all these things. What is he saying? He's saying, if you'll take, take part in my covenant, I'll take part with you in my, in your covenant. We're covenant partners. If you'll take care of my business, I'll take care of your business. Ooh, fear not well, I just can't afford to tithe like I used to. I can't afford to give like I used to because I because I think something's going on with the economy. Oh, well, 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 what about getting before the Lord and asking Him what He would have you to do? Because I guarantee He'll probably cause you to, 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 to still align with what He's saying and I guarantee you He'll still challenge you and I guarantee you He'll still want you to be out of your comfort zone and I guarantee you that He'll back up His word in your life and you'll not be begging for bread and you'll not be looking for, for something else, hallelujah, but you'll have all your needs supplied according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus I guarantee it why because that's what the word says I've proven it out in my life hallelujah I've seen him be faithful I've seen him come through. I've seen him do what he said he would do. I've seen him to make a way when there was no way. I've seen him do it in my life. I've seen him do it in your life. Glory to God. When no one else in your family was able to afford what you got. When no one else in your family was able to stand in the presence of the Lord like you have. When when no one else has been faithful in in the church like you have. In your family, God's been been able to make a way where there was no way. Because you said, I'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And have you ever been been looking for a uh, uh for for begging for bread, no, because he's faithful to do what he said he would do he's good, he's true, glory to God, we don't have to fear, but we can afford to fan the flame you know if if you if you have business and things, there's pressure to 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 spend a little more time on it, to to go a little bit deeper. I, you know, I'm going to have to cut out my quiet time a little bit because I got I got to take care of this. There's there's some things going on. Now there may be a day or two where where you have to take care of some business, but if that starts becoming your your lifestyle, month after month uh, after month, where you're cutting short your time with the Lord, man, I'm telling you, the enemy's setting you up. He's putting pressure. He's smart. He slowly squeezes. He slowly squeezes to kind of, to try to get you to let go of some ground because he doesn't, he doesn't want to see you blessed. But I'm, I'm reminded of a story. I think brother Hagen said that there was a guy who had a, a business and, and there was, I don't remember what kind of business it was, but, but he was, uh, uh had a bunch of outstanding bills that, that people sh- were supposed to pay invoices. That would be the right term, right? Invoices. He had a bunch of outstanding invoices that, that people hadn't paid. And, um, you know, he was filled with the Holy Ghost; he was a man- man of the word, and he had been speaking to it. well, the Lord prompted him to stay home and 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 take a little extra time to pray in the Holy Ghost that morning. Well, how many you know if you've got stuff pressure going on in your business in the natural, it feels like I need to hurry up and get there and 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 get on the phone and and, and you know do some natural things and and maybe the Lord will lead you to do that. I'm not saying it always. You you do exactly like some story, but I'm saying pay attention to what the Spirit of God is leading you do. Don't forsake what He's leading. So this man gets get decides to stay home and spend a little extra time praying in the Holy Ghost and doesn't go into the office at the time he normally would. And he's praying and, and 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 I don't you might remember this story better than I do. If I miss something, you can you can throw it out at me. But but he's praying and he prays through. He just prays through what what the Holy Ghost said. Was he speaking anything? I don't know. I don't remember, but he was, he just took the time, prayed it through whatever the Lord led him to do. And then when he got to the office, people started just coming in and paying their invoices, paying their invoices one after other, where every single outstanding invoice got paid either that day or that week. They just started coming, coming in. What's the point? The point is there's, there might've been natural pressure to squeeze him, to skip his quiet time, to get to the office, to try to do something. Instead, he paid attention to the, what the spirit of God was doing, what the spirit of God was saying. And he leaned in a little bit more to the presence of God. You're never going to lean in a little bit more and end up uh, uh, it costing you. You can afford to push away from the pressure, to push away from the tension, to push away from the circumstance for a little while longer till you get that registering down on the inside. Feed a little bit longer till you're at peace on the inside and fear starts to look unappetizing. Amen. If fear is still appetizing to you, you're not feeding long enough. Was it five minutes? Is it 20 minutes? Is it an hour? I don't know. It's different in different times and different days and different seasons. But don't leave the table of feeding, hallelujah, until you're at peace and fear no longer looks attractive. And I would just encourage you that there's probably some things that the Lord has been saying right here in this house that's on the table for you to feed on. That will actually set you free. Set you, you are set free. It'll show you you are set free. That's the better way to say it. And so fear not, but feed. Maybe that's the better title. Fear not, but feed. Fan the flame. Keep constantly blazing the gift of God. You know, they have those old bellows that I think they use, you know, blacksmiths use and, and to, to whoo. And, and cause the flame when it was dying down to, to pick back up. Y- y'all seen those in movies? I know you don't watch cartoons, but you got to watch movies or something, right? Those are pretty cool. But have you ever been to a bonfire at Joby's house? Because every time I've gone to a bonfire at Joby's house, he's rigged up some kind of interesting way to cause lots of wind to go to the fire. Whether it's an air compressor, and that fire goes from just barely there to fill in that whole thing, or blowers, what else have you used? Leaf blowers. And that flame goes from small, it's there, It's not gone anywhere. The gifts gifts and callings of God are without repentance. They've not gone anywhere. But the flame can be small. The embers could be there. The flame's there, but it's it's not really providing any heat. It's not really getting the mosquitoes of fear away from you. Right? But when you cause the flame to get big, you get to choose whether you use a Oh yeah, that's a little nicer. Or to go get the leaf blower. And you know, you got some leaf blowers that they'll move a few leaves. Then you got the ones like the ushers use back here that. Whoa! We play a game over in youth. Maybe I shouldn't say this. We we do safe things in youth that bless the, the the teenagers. We take that leaf blower, it was, it was uh, no it was not, he's trying to blame that on her, it's not his, her idea, um, lay on an office chair that spins, and you hold that leaf blower out, Ooh, you turn it on and it's got a trigger, you can adjust the speed, and they start spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning, we actually had to rig up a harness, to attach the leaf blower to their hand because we didn't want the leaf blower to go flying once they started spinning. <laughs> hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> so you can, you can use that kind of leaf blower in, in your spiritual life. I tell you, if you get that flame going... You let the wind of the Holy Spirit start blowing. Hallelujah. You get up in the morning. Hallelujah. And when fear's been trying to talk to you in the night, hallelujah. You get up. Glory to God. Don't lay there and let fear talk to you. Get up out of bed. Get your mouth open. Glory to God. And declare what the word of God is saying. And then start marching around your living room or your children's room or, or your, or your checkbook or whatever's trying to talk to you. And Oh, well, I don't feel it. Oh, but if you have faith, you can step over into the spirit and connect your tongue to the spirit realm and begin to prophesy and speak out the word and the will of God. And it'll cause you to rise up and go into a new place. If you'll step over in faith, you don't have to feel it, but you can step over in the spirit by faith and take ground that belongs to you by connecting your tongue to the realm of the spirit. And so you rob a lalosa lalisha, lalanda, dea. Woo! fear starts shutting up fear. The spirit of fear doesn't want to be around that. You just shifted the atmosphere. Come on. The, the Bible says that there's a fragrance of the Lord that we carry. Hallelujah. You want that fragrance to start getting out? You got to let it out. Hallelujah. You got to let it out. You want the atmosphere in your, in your, in your uh, home to, sh- to change. You got to let out the, the fragrance of the Lord. Hallelujah. How do you do it? Start fanning the flame. Come on, you can't go to a, to, a, to a good bonfire and not come home smelling like smoke. It's in your hair, it's in your clothes. And on a nice winter day, it's kind of nice. You know, you come home, you smell like, usually the wives don't like it that much. But, you know, it's, you got a, got a nice fragrance to you because you've been around the fire. You smell like a campfire. Hallelujah. When you've been fanning the flame of the spirit, you start smelling like the fragrance of the Lord. Amen. And the enemy got to run. He's got to run. Hallelujah. You, see, we don't, we don't have to focus on not fearing. We focus on fanning the flame. Well, I'm not going to fear today. I'm not going to fear today. I'm not going to fear today. That won't work. You'll get, you'll be like, like brother Hagen said that you'll be over in the, in the, in the mental realm and the reason realm and the enemy will whip you every time. But if you'll get him over in the realm of faith and start responding in faith to what's already going on, on the inside, what's already in the realm of the spirit. If you'll start responding to the realm of the spirit, start responding to what's going on, on the inside, man, you'll whip the enemy every time. I said, every time, every time he doesn't have the victory. We have the victory. Hallelujah, and let me just declare anxiety has no place in your life. I know we've've we've, we've caused uh, called uh, anxiety fear anxiety it's like we we've shifted the name to, to anxiety, and I understand that there's more pressure on on things it seems like than, than ever before, and so you might be dealing with anxiety, but recognize anxiety is fear. Just recognize it is fear trying to come in a, in a, in a more acceptable package, but you can deal with anxiety or fear the same exact way. Tapping into the realm of the spirit, tapping into what God's doing on the inside, tapping into the word of God, feeding on his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Cause anxiety ought not be in our lives. Now, I'm not saying if you, if you've been tempted with anxiety or, or, or the enemy's tried to bring anxiety, something's wrong with you. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it should not be a resident in our life. We're all tempted with fear. Fear tries to come to us all. But, amen, we, we have to put our foot in the ground and say, this will not be my lifestyle. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Amen. Fear. Um, I think I, I might have uh, pulled up the definition. No, I didn't. Okay. But, um, you know, power. What time is it? How long have I been up here? Anybody know? It's been so good. No one even knows. Hallelujah. Um, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. M- miraculous power. This is what the, the Greek reads. Miraculous power. Ability. Abundance. Strength violence, mighty work. Woo, I like that. The kingdom of God suffers violent and the violence or the violence and the violent take it by force. There is a violent power that will run the enemy off when you start fanning the flame of the gift of God in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, a sound mind is self-control. It's, it's discipline. Glory to God. You have the ability to have your mind be disciplined to think on the things that God was, has called you to feed on. You have the ability to control that mind. The Bible says bring every thought captivity into the the captivity of Christ. Bring bring that thought into captivity. Meaning you're not just going to run off and think on whatever you want to think on, mind. You belong to me, the real me, the spirit man. And you think on what I tell you to think on, when I tell you to think on it. And you'll submit to me and do what I say. You have the ability to have self-control to have a mind that is controlled by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get on love. It's not my, my subject. But, but I'll tell you, if you're not walking in love, get that right. Get that right real quick, because sometimes not walking in love has opened the door up for fear. And the enemy has a right to harass you because you've kept the door propped open. So, so what's the Lord saying? He's saying, he's saying, you've not been given a spirit of fear. So recognize if there's fear there, then you need to respond in love, power, and sound mind. There's a response. And that comes from fanning the flame of God that's on the inside of us. Woo. Glory to God. I'm not, I'm not prophesying doom and gloom, but I'm just declaring that there we're the Lord is giving us things to feed on because it's preparing us for the ground that we're supposed to be taking. And don't be surprised if there's a giant in the land trying to keep you from what God's giving you. Don't be, a, don't be surprised. I think sometimes we're like, oh, what's a giant doing here? The Lord said I could have this. And we get frustrated because there's a giant there and then we try to pray the giant away. Or we try to pray the battle away. Lord, just let me not have this battle. Notice that G, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus through the wilderness, he didn't stay and pray it away. He followed the Holy Ghost to where the direction the Holy Ghost was leading. And when the enemy came to to tempt him, he just sent him on the run with the word of God and the power of the spirit. And then when he came out, the angels have already ministered to him and strengthened him. And he came out in power. That's the design for every battle. The word of God, the presence of God and angels helping you. Hallelujah.